Up next, we preview the NFC South uh, live with Johnny and Brandon. We preview the Bucks Super Bowl chances. All three of us like them a lot. And then we go through the rest of the teams in what is expected to be a middling uh, NFC South below the Bucks. Uh, we talk a lot about Jameis Winston, some future props on him. Uh, will the Falcons be decent or really, really bad? And uh, the Panthers, maybe a big Christian McCaffrey season, but the questions revolve around Sam Darnold. Uh, stay with us. This one's a little bit lengthy, but fun and fun to be live with uh, the podcast this time. Take a listen. To your best bets. Uh, this is episode five of the divisional previews. Uh, we are really getting through these quickly. We have three more next week coming up. Uh, today we have the NFC South, uh, home of the Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this division really only has one good team and a, a lot of question marks outside of that. I would think that's fair to say. Um, I'm you know, I'm very excited about this podcast because we have a uh, we have live energy and we don't have this very often. Um, I think only a couple times before this, um, but in in studio and it's not even my studio, but uh, it's a guest studio. Uh, uh, Brandon Thornton is here. Brandon's been on one NFL show talking about the Lions post draft. Uh, so you're back. Welcome back. Thanks for having me again, Phil. It's great to be here and ready to talk some football. Let's do it. And uh, hosting uh, for this live podcast is Johnny Strauser, frequent visitor on the golf podcast, but I think the first time on the NFL podcast. First time on the NFL podcast. So like uh, Nate that you recorded here a short time ago, uh, this is my third sport because I think we did the NBA preview as well. So oh, true. Okay. Three it's sports now, so yep, triple true. threat, yep. and uh, I'm excited to be let out of the cage here and talk about football. Contracts. Contract holdout coming up for you, potentially. Absolutely. Need to, need to pay you with all this work you're doing. Um, guys, this division, uh, you know, really looking at this the last couple of days, is um, there's three teams that could be really bad at football. Um, and there's one team that is really, really good at football. Uh, I want to I start with the Bucks. obviously. Um, what's interesting to me is halfway through last season, I think everyone – would have considered them a disappointment. The, the, the roster was loaded. Um, you know, we had, of course, the Brady acquisition, but there was a lot of guys that came in to, um, you know, to help this team out, and they just weren't getting it done. And then, then they, they flipped the switch midseason, and then they got really hot in the playoffs, and then, you know, we know what happened in the Super Bowl. with It was a exclamation mark to the end of the season. Everyone's back. Um, Brandon, from your standpoint, Outside of the NFC, or I guess outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, is, is there anyone else in the league that's more apt to win the Super Bowl this year than the than the Bucks? On paper, no, no, not at all. They're uh, with that having all of your starters back, and plus you're adding talent and replacing the lower end of your roster and bringing up the talent level with through the draft and other things. They have to be the favorite on every board, everywhere. 
to make it back and win it. Um, it's a monumental task, but it uh, they're the clear favorites. In which they are to win the NFC. They're plus 275. It's it's almost an unbettable number. We'll get to that later. Uh, Johnny, you know, talking about the Bucks, you have to start with Brady, uh, 44 years old now. Um, we know his resume. Can this continue? I think with any other person, you'd, you'd say no, but there's really no signs of slowing down. I think last year... Um, Early part of the season there, when they they weren't uh, they weren't that dominant team like uh, they finished the season with that, uh, you know, it looked like maybe was he slowing down or maybe was he just not gelling with uh, with his teammates and the you know instituting the 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 system that they ran on offense. Um, at, at some point, he is going to physically slow down, but he keeps himself in such good shape. Um, he works uh, just as hard in the off season as he did in, you know, years one and two, presumably. So I don't know. I, I don't, it's going to happen at some point, but at the end of last year, it, didn't, it doesn't look like uh, there's any signs of him slowing down for the next, you know, couple of years. Or until the Terminator skeleton underneath rusts <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what I like is, is that I feel like he can pick his spots a little bit, you know, to, kind of expend energy um you know with their schedule there's going to be a lot of weak spots um i think they're going to maybe rely on the running game you know as much as they can with uh leonard fournette and um jones in the backfield but reviewing what they did in the offseason it's status quo i mean they franchised chris godwin they re-signed gronk shaq barrett um, Sue's back, uh, Leonard Fournette's back, uh, Antonio Brown, Levante David, who was great in the postseason. Um, on the line, Aaron Stinney, guard, coming back, Josh Wells, uh, Kevin Minter. They signed everyone's favorite fantasy football flyer the last 10 years, Gio Bernard from the Bengals. Um, I think I've had like G- Gio Bernard on at least five fantasy football teams, yep. and he's never done shit for me, but I – I always draft him like this is the year Gio Bernard catches like ninety balls and then he he's like you know forty five catches and four hundred yards. Um, the O line is intact. The defense, as we saw in the Super Bowl, is really really good uh, at, at all levels. Uh, they can get after the passer. Secondary is really solid. Um, and they just have playmakers on all three levels. I it, it's it's a scary team, um, and I, I don't want to get in there over under yet. But I think this I think they can win fourteen games with the, the seventeen game schedule. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, easily. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to sweep their division, so that's, what, 12 games there? Right? No. Like, that's off. That's <laughs> six. six games. Sorry. I doubled that in my head. like, six, 12. No. Yeah. Sorry. It was a long drive. Uh, um, You're but, not coming cross-country, by the way. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, they're going to I think you got 6 games right there and then anybody else they pass they face they're going to be the favorites. It, it 14 is going to be an easy goal for them to get. Yeah, and, and you're talking about getting home field advantage, um, you know, fans back. It, it it's it matters a lot more this year than it did in 2020. Um Johnny, before we get into any props later, is there anyone you like on this offense to really have just a huge year? That's going to be hard to uh, to really single out somebody because uh, you know a guy like Brady 
if he does find a guy that he likes that he'll he'll constantly feed but it seems like um he he tends to spread the ball around quite a bit he's got a lot of those weapons there um obviously their their main guy Mike Evans he's had some injury issues over the years especially the last couple of years if if i uh could see him staying healthy you know you could essentially see him exceeding his numbers but you know, i think that's been a, a really b- a big time struggle for him uh chris godwin's also uh coming into his own and seems to have a really great chemistry with uh with tom brady there so he's another guy that i i'd look at i don't know if i'd bet any of these guys numbers on their overs just because of all the weapons that they've got and the fact that uh they're gonna i think they're gonna rely more on their defense to win a lot of games um, they're not gonna push brady to throw the ball all over the field um um you know every single game there so i i'd like their tar- their the, the targets that he's got i like his weapons but as far as as far as their, their numbers here as far as betting um i i may have to be hesitant on those chris godwin i guess i got franchise he is going to get paid next season whether it's from the bucks or uh, another team um so i i think he's gonna have a great year i don't know i haven't looked at his numbers but i expect him to be a huge presence in the passing game guys next um i guess talking about the team that's expected to maybe be on the the fringe of a playoff berth potentially this year that's the new orleans saints this is uh, a team that i have a really hard time um Pegging, do is this a team that's really going to drop, or are they going to be close to what they've been the last couple of years? A team that won twelve games last year. Um, we know what Drew Brees has been to that franchise. Everything has run through him, um, and Sean Payton obviously is a great offensive mind. So those two and that that role, they've been it, it's they've been an unbelievable franchise for for a long time. But this is going to be a much different different team now. Um, not only Breeze, you know, they, they lost Jared Cook, lost Janoris Jenkins as, you know, really solid cornerback. Sheldon Rankins on the line. You know, they had some good draft picks, but they're, they'll have new starters at 10 different spots. Um, and I know it's a team that's known for a lot of depth, but that's a that's a big turnover. That's a big ass too. By the way, there's 22 spots for for offense defense, so that's half your half your starters are going to be different this year. Michael Thomas is out. A lot of crazy shit with Michael Thomas. I don't. That's a really yeah, weird story. Uh, you know that ankle issue, and there's not a real good timetable when he'll be back. At least October is what it seems, but it could be longer. And he's not happy. Um, and he's he's a he's a strong presence on Twitter uh, with his his opinions. So now you have Marquez Callaway and Traycon's Traquan Smith as the top wide receivers. Um, we know what Alvin Kamara brings, but that's that's the only guy that I really trust. Oh, and by the way, quarterback. Uh, Jameis is the starter. Is that, that's correct? Yep. Which is the right decision. 100%. Um, but Jameis brings a ton of questions. Uh, we know his propensity to throw the ball down the field. Um, he can really rack up numbers. He's also really good at throwing the ball to the other team. Um, Johnny, I'll start with you with with the Saints. Outlook outlook for the Saints, where do you sit with with what they're going to be able to do this year? If I was a Saints fan, I'd be... I wouldn't wouldn't feel great about this team. I mean, the the one thing I think we can all agree on is is Sean Payton. He's one of the upper echelon coaches 
Um, so he's gonna he's gonna get it done. And if you look at how they how they performed last year, um, Drew Brees was was kind of a shell of the guy, the player that he was in previous years. So they really tried to establish uh, the run game first, uh, which is you know. I don't think it happened one time during Drew Brees' career. And they had a very respectable defense. Um, they, you know, I, I think they've got uh, still most of that defensive line intact. Cam, Cam Jordan, yeah, Demario Davis. So yeah. they can get to the quarterback there. And I think Jenkins not having him could end up hurting a little bit there. But they're gonna their dynamic as a team is going to change significantly. I mean, Jameis can throw the ball. He can he's, – he's going to throw – probably quite a few touchdowns he's probably going to throw for quite a few yards if they let him as well but I mean there is that interception thing that uh he's really he really excels at so I don't I I just as looking out at at how this team is I think this is going to kind of be a a a more of a a, you know where they're going to kind of turn over the roster a little bit they've got some cap issues is what I've heard I know they've had cap issues for the past couple of years so they've had to let guys go and I could see them running the ball a lot more, and they've they've actually got some decent running backs with uh, uh, Kamara Murray, and then um, Tony Jones is their third string guy who actually might end up being the backup. He got a lot of time in that Monday night game, that preseason game against the Jaguars, and looked pretty good. And I think Devontae Freeman too is their their fourth guy. So I, I think I could see uh, a lot of running the ball. Uh, they got no receivers until Tom. Uh, yeah, Thomas. Thomas comes back there, and and who even knows what's going to happen after that? Because because of uh, what transpired in the off season with uh, with you know having surgery late and whatnot. So they've got a number to miss the playoffs uh, with some minus odds. I I really feel pretty good about that because I just I, I think it's uh, I don't think Jameis is going to lead them to a bunch of wins. They're just going to win by uh, with that run game and then win with their defense. Impress on the uh, the knowledge of their running back depth and and knowing Tony Jones as the third stringer. That's uh, that's I'm impressed. I really am. And the fact that you were checking out preseason on a Monday night, uh, Brandon. <laughs> that's a word. <laughs> wow. What do you have to add about the Saints? He said you have no life. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm impressed. Listen, I sat there on a Saturday afternoon and watched the Bears play last Saturday, and I wish I hadn't. Um, your thoughts on the Saints, you know, they, they they call it, and I saw Peyton said that they're retooling, not rebuilding, but this feels closer to rebuilding to me. Um, Which, by the way, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I, dis- I don't think so. I, I actually think they, they are not going to compete for the division championship or win the division or anything like that, but I don't think they're going to have a huge fall. I think there'll be 10 wins. Um, I think the talent they have and the con- continuity with their coaching staff, I think that's going to bring up their younger players because a lot of the players they got were their older aging veterans with Jenkins, who he's a stud, but at the same time, he's what? 30s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they are they got younger out of necessity because of the cap, but I think their, the con- that continuity with their coaching staff is going to help them because... Sean Payton and that staff has proven that they can coach people up. Um, I think you're going to, I think you're going to see the season start out a lot of run and a lot of, like Johnny said, 
and a, but a lot of RPOs because you have Jameis Winston. They're going to use that as a as the decoy, and then I think they're going to unleash him in the second half of the season. They're going to protect him for the first half and let him just chuck it when they need to and later in the season. Um, and I think having the tools and having a coach and having a system that he's comfortable with that believes in him has taught him what to do. I think he's going to do well. Like you said, a lot of yards. I could see him getting a ton of yards again this season. I don't know that he'll get... I have a fun Jameis prop later on. Do you? It's a really fun You already know where I'll go with that then, probably. (laughs) Um, I do think this team might become more of a defensive-minded team. You know, we mentioned they still get guys. Cam Jordan, Mario Davis, Quan Alexander. Really good. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, one of your corners. Uh, Jenkins, uh, their franchise, Marcus Williams. So their safeties are solid. I I just think it's going to be more of a... Maybe a low-scoring team. They rely on their defense a little more. Run the ball with Kamara. Jameis, don't fuck it up and throw about like four picks. That's that's. I mean, now I do have a fun Jameis prop later that I'm I'm, sure I'm foreshadowing. But I'm just I'm playing the percentages. I don't know if I want Jameis throwing the ball forty times. I, I'm comfortable in that twenty-five to thirty range. Give give my guy Kamara twenty-five touches a game. And I, I well, that's he can survive that's winning football. I mean, winning football is keeping your quarterback under thirty throws. Yeah. So, is that the Jared Goff plan? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they could run the ball though. Yeah, yeah. Can, you know, the ball yeah. Really can you do anything that's not throwing or running the ball? Yeah, yeah. We got the best punter in the league. We have yeah. the best punter in the league. The Lions will have field, an all-star punter field again. Position, this guy is field position game. Just don't take the wind. Um, that's right. <laughs> no, Throwbacks of Marty Morningland. That, that hurt my heart. So I'm going to go next to the Carolina Panthers. Um, the Panthers, obviously, their big offseason uh, you know, change or, or I, I guess, difference-making move was um, trading Bridgewater, or trading for Sam Darnold, letting Bridgewater go. Darnold comes with a lot of scars from the Jets. Less, I mean, the, by the way, the Jets did him no favors in the time he was there. I mean, you're going to talk about not developing a young quarterback, not surrounding him with what he needs to succeed. That that was the same Darnold situation. Um, I, for full disclosure, I I was okay with the Bears pursuing Sam Darnold if they went that route in the offseason. They did not, but I was going to be okay with it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously went down last year. He's coming back. Um, offensive line is nearly completely revamped um they franchise uh their, their right tackle tackle taylor moton who's a stud um they got another tackle cameron irving a guard uh, pat elfine uh, Derek brown they drafted a guard from alabama so i do think their offensive line stout um i have some questions about the receivers but uh you know defensively i think they're fine um they got hassan reddick from the cards he had about i think 12 or 13 sacks last year with the Cardinals. So he's going to be an edge rusher. Um, they drafted J.C. Horn from South Carolina as their stud cornerback, a top 10 pick. A.J. Boye they got as well to be the opposite cornerback. So I think there's some pieces there. The question for me, Sam Darnold. Brandon, are, are you going to, are you buying this move, or is this is this guy not even going to be what Bridgewater was last year? So you're saying Sam Darnold is an, in quotation marks, upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. Are you asking that's me? The hope. That's <laughs> that, the hope. That, that, that's their plan. And Well, I can tell you one thing. You were never going to win the Super Bowl for Teddy Bridgewater. No, no, probably not. 
Not, not, definitely, definitely, absolutely not. Definitely not. Not, not without, no not, chance. not. You're being kind to Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have had that Ravens team, Teddy could. I'm talking about this, <laughs> pan, this, pan, this Panthers team. No, this Panther yeah. team wasn't going to win with Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it, it, it all be, this, this entire season for the Panthers is a, you know, a psychological study on Sam Darnold. Does he have the mental fortitude to put away all the horrible stuff that happened to him in with the Jets and then move forward and grow and learn? And are the coaches there that are there at the Panthers the right coaches to help him learn, protect him, and put him in positions to succeed? That's the question. Um, and there, are, I, th- I think what's being discounted with this framing of the conversation is I think they are counting on Christian McCaffrey giving them more wins than anyone else is believing they'll he'll give them, um, which is always questionable with a running back. Um, he's an amazing player, and because he's a receiver as well as a re- running back um, based on his talent skills, that's their gamble. And so they're counting on, what, four wins from – from Darnold or from McCaffrey and then one or two more wins from Sam Darnold. And I don't, I don't see it at all. I, I, I don't see it looking at their schedule. I, I would take, yeah. You're at a loss for worse. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I don't, I based off their schedule and looking at, I don't think they're going to get the results they want. All right. The receivers, I actually don't, I don't hate that bad. I actually like Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Former D- teammate D- of uh, Sam Darnold. And he had a good season when he was teammates with Darnold, yes. Yeah. DJ Moore is kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, Johnny, I mean, I, I think Brandon made a good point, though. I mean, still McCaffrey's the center point of this offense, center point of this team. If he comes back from injury healthy, you know, he gets his 1,600, 1,700 yards. Uh, you know, is there any any scenario where they can contend? For, for a playoff berth? That, that's probably the ceiling on this team. Yeah, that's the ceiling is... is they're going to contend. I actually think they're going to exceed the expectations of what uh, of what their win total is, and which would still it may or may not put them in a in a potential playoff spot. There, um, Matt rules their their coach. He was uh, he turned uh, Baylor around and made them a pretty good co- college program. And I know that's a college program and everything like that. But he brought over uh, Joe Brady from LSU, who was Joe Burrow's uh, coach over. Uh, and and turned him into what Joe Burrow is. So, you know, I think uh, I think they got a guy that they wanted. Is you know, not saying they didn't want Bridgewater, but I think they saw more potential in Sam Darnold. So, this year, I'm not sure of. You know, you're probably looking at a couple years away there, and they did make some good acquisitions there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the big question, though. Is is when you when a quarterback's got good running backs. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of pressure off him. And, and again, like we, t- you know, we said, Sam Darnold is not going to throw it forty-five times a game, fifty times a game, and they're they're not going to win games like that. So they've got to have a solid running game there. But uh, they've got they're getting the offensive line. Um, I like what they did actually with uh, you know with building that up, and then you know going with uh, with some cornerbacks on defense there. So do I see them contending for a playoff? Not necessarily this year, but do I see them relevant in like, you know, by around Thanksgiving, um, you know, when a, when a team either can kind of take the road to, uh, you know, building for next year or, um, you know, moving on as a, as a possible playoff contender. I could see them lasting that long, but 
But beyond that, I, I don't see them being able to make the playoffs. Um, with that being said, though, I do like where they're going. Interesting at number eight in the draft. They, they could have – I actually expected them to take a quarterback. I thought they were going to take Justin Fields. Yep. Um, I really did. They, that was very um, much questioned. And, and it would be interesting to see if that's, you know, two, three years down the road, if that, if that, was, that becomes a tipping point of, of a you know, huge decision that the franchise missed on. And maybe Darnold becomes, you know, a serviceable upper echelon quarterback. It, he's still young, remains to be seen. Um, last team, and this team is, is fascinating to me because I, I think they have a wide range of outcomes. Um, I think more times than not, it's, it's, it's not going to end well this season for the Atlanta Falcons. But they've been like, a, they've been a fun fantasy offense for a while, like, you know they're going to lose games, but, man, Matt Ryan's going to throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns, and Calvin Ridley's going to get his, and, you know, when Julio was there, he's going to get his, but they're, they're going to lose the game. And, and that's been the way the last couple of years, really since they lost the Super Bowl and, you know, they're 28-3 to against the Patriots. It's 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 really been a spiral of, dis, I, I, I guess, unfortunate things that have happened to them. And, and in this offseason, they had to trade Julio. Um, salary cap nightmare. Um, basically, they, I mean, and Matt Ryan is going to be like a $40 million salary cap hit the next couple seasons, so they got to make a decision on him. Yeah. Uh, but they did create, I, I, I saw today, over $15 million in cap savings with the Julio trade, so that was a big deal. I do think that was the right move going yeah. forward for the future of the franchise. Definitely. Agreed. A lot of offensive talent, though. They've drafted Kyle Pitts, who, you know, I think everyone would agree has Hall of Fame talent as a tight end. Um, he'll be a real game-changer. Calvin Ridley is a legit number one receiver. Um, they signed Mike Davis, everyone's favorite third running back in fantasy football. Touchdown vulture. They have no one else. He will be the guy. He'll be the guy. And and I had the opportunity to draft him the other night. And I'm like, Mike Davis? No. And then and then after you realize there's I was no, like, but oh, he's gonna literally have, not. Yeah, he's gonna just... score a lot because they don't have anyone else <laughs> to give the ball to. Um on defense, they signed Dante Fowler. That they just didn't do a lot. They have very little depth. I have I have some worries that they could be really bad, um, especially if something happens to Matt Ryan, like really bad. Um, you guys have any any expectations for the Falcons this year? It all comes down to are they are they over the yips? Are they going to not lose those fourth quarter games in the fourth quarter? Like, would they lose, like, what, seven or eight games? They were so good at that last year. Yeah. Like, I mean, they gave me flashbacks to a couple Lions seasons. Detroit South right there. Yeah. Um, Jesus. But, uh, which means they're close. It's a matter of do do they have the mental fortitude to overcome what they've been and will that mental capacity to choke as soon as... They get resistance. Um, uh, any any idea who their backup quarterback is, guys? This is fun. I did this with the Jets the other the, the couple weeks. Ago. I don't even. I no. still don't even know who the is Jets it, backup is. It McDaniel's? It's Mike White. Well, for the Jets. Mike White for the yeah. Jets. Okay. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, the backup quarterback is Felipe Franks, University of Florida. They did just sign Josh Rosen, though. Oh, that's who, right. Who is going to be? A, I mean. Was he twenty four? First He's, round draft. It's like his seventh team. Yeah, I mean, this guy's going to be in the league for a long time, never playing. Uh, Johnny, what thoughts on the Falcons? Get your money. 
What's what's the ceiling and what's the floor for them? The the ceiling for the Falcons, I think you're probably looking at if they can if they could somehow sneak out six or seven wins. Uh, one guy, uh, one the acquisition that they did make that I do like is uh, is Arthur Smith. Uh, naming him as head coach, he was the offensive coordinator, I believe, for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I mean, what he did with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee and was able to have Derrick Henry, so kind of understanding the uh, you know kind of under you know under that Mike Vrabel, which seems to be a pretty good leader and, and clock manager and everything. So I could see I could see some better decisions because what they've had before. I mean, some of the the worst coaching that you could that you could ever think of there. So, you know, six or seven wins probably at tops, maybe an eighth win. Three wins if it's worse than that. I mean, Matt Ryan, I I know they've – They've talked about moving on from him. I, I really think they do just because of his cap hit. I mean, $40 million to, to, to bring back seemingly just above mediocre results isn't, isn't that much there. Um, they've got, you know, I thought they were going to draft quarterback there, but, I mean, Kyle Pitts could be, a, you know, a potentially transcendent talent at tight end. So I could see why they, they did it, but, you know, I think they, they aimed a, a – at the wrong thing there and they should have went after quarterback there but uh i do like pitts i i like uh ridley a lot i mean he's like you said he's a number one but they're not gonna win a lot of games this first season and you know if if, i'm gonna look at whatever their win total is and i'm going to i'm gonna hammer the under on them because i just i can't i can't see them closing out a lot of games at this point i'm with you i for for fun i was just looking at uh fewest wins uh, bets uh, Atlanta Falcons fewest wins plus thirty five hundred. Um, I'm not saying that's. A, I mean that's. A, that's it's a still a bit of a long shot, there. but I think it's. I think it's in play. Um, I, I I prefer the Bengals or the Jets for that. They're they're both at plus eight hundred, and the Lions, by the way, guys, are plus three fifty. What about you, what about the Texans? Texans are the favorite for the fewest wins. You don't like that number though. Plus two fifty. Yeah, nah, that's not. Yeah, I, but the Falcons at plus thirty five hundred for fun is is kind of interesting. If things go off the rails early, you know, I, if they go Felipe in the they, they in throw the fourth, Felipe to see what he week has. five. Yeah. And let's eight. guys, let's see what Frank says. We're on four. You know, I just I haven't looked at their schedule, so I, I'm not sure. But over unders, guys. Tampa Bay Bucks over unders twelve, uh, and and this is split down the middle minus one ten on each side of it. I'm going over on the Bucks. Over. I, I think they're going to be awesome. I. I would bet the over, but I think they're going to win 12. You like it on the number. I like it on the number. Okay. So there's no no hook there, so I'm going to go. Yeah. I would bet the over just in case. So yeah. New Orleans Saints at 9. Under is, is the favorite there at minus 120, over plus 100. I am definitely taking the under on the Saints. I love the under. Love the under. I see. So, so, so to win that, they got to go ten and seven. There you go. You predicted it. I. <laughs> you got to go with it now. You got to go. With yeah, it. like you said earlier. I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Jameis is a ten win. Hey, you're gonna, I you're think they're t- Sean odds. Payton's a ten win coach. Sean Payton's a ten win coach. Okay. You're getting plus odds there. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Carolina Panthers at seven and a half. Under. I like the over. I think they can get eight wins. I think they're going to do enough with Darnold and Darnold if he can shake those demons of the New York Jets. Like I said, and if, it, it, obviously a lot is dependent on McCaffrey, but uh, give me eight wins for for the Panthers. I I think I agree with Johnny. I'm not 
I looked at their season, their season, their schedule, and I could, I couldn't consciously give them maybe seven. That's um, fair. It depends that's on how fair. do you think they're going to do against the Saints? Is the Saints are the Saints going to yeah. sweep them or not? Like that's what that's those, that's, are, the two, that, those the are the two games. Teams. I think those are the two swing um, swing teams because yeah, the Saints could be bad, could be good. I think the Saint, Saints take both the games against the Panthers. That's consistent. That's, I'll take the over, but barely. I, I wouldn't feel great about the about it. And then the the Falcons also at seven and a half. Oh, under the, the over is minus one thirty five. The under is plus one fifteen. And I'm with Johnny. I'm taking the under after everything I've said about the, the Falcons. Under, yeah. under. Even, so I'll, I'll eat take the, the under. I'll eat the juice and, and take the under because it could be it could be three or four. Wins. I struggled That's, to get it anywhere might, near that number. I might have to take that tonight. Plus one fifteen for under seven and a half is that's pretty nice. Uh, the division is. The division odds are there's not a ton to talk about the the bucks uh, and i had to find this on points bet today minus 200 uh strong favorite and uh i i mean i think you could hammer that though and you're not going to lose that bet no i i like, actually like no the path there, there's, losing the there's a lot of there's a lot of juice on it but even if even if brady doesn't play for a certain stretch I, I, they're good enough to, to Blaine win. gabber can get out there and win you a game or two well, that's right, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. yeah. What the one bet I did like, uh, as far as the division thing, I think is a little bit more worth uh, considering. There is on, on DraftKings, they've got uh, exact finish, and you could bet either Atlanta, New Orleans. Oh, I'm sorry, it, Tampa Bay first, yeah. New Orleans second, Carolina third, Atlanta fourth, or Tampa Bay first. And then to flip the middle two, and then Atlanta last, you get plus four hundred odds on that. A ten dollar bet would win you forty dollars if you pick the exact outcome. And I think they're both the same odds. And it's just whether you think uh, the 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 Saints or the the Panthers are, are are better. You know, you could go based on those. And yeah, I think that's because I think we can can kind of establish that we know who's going to finish first, right. and we know who's going to finish last. So I, I actually probably after discussing today, I I might be looking at betting. Uh, uh, one of those ways there just to uh, at plus 400 is, is real nice. I, I do have written down one, two, the top two, Tampa Bay, Carolina, plus 350. And I, I'm, I think you just got to pick a lane with who you think is going to yep. be second. I'm picking Carolina. Right. So I'm, I'm going to bet the, the plus 350 on that one, two finish with those two. I also got a divisional parlay for both division winners. Pair Tampa Bay with the Rams, both to win the division, plus 340. That's good. Pair the Bucks if you want to go a little more conservative with the Buffalo Bills at plus one fifty. Which 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 ones are going to lose the division? Yeah, neither one. Neither one. They're going to win the division. Um, So I like both of those Uh, to make the playoffs. This is where it gets a little interesting. The Bucks are obviously a massive favorite to make the playoffs minus seven hundred. Not bettable. Um, The Saints are minus one thirty to not make the playoffs. To make the playoffs plus one ten. it sounds like Johnny and I are off the Saints. It sounds like Brandon would probably lean toward yes, based on he predicts them to win ten games. Yeah, that'd be a playoff team then. Yeah, well, seven teams get in now, so oh. there's an extra team. There's, but you got to look at it though, like who in the NFC is getting in? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, I think the right. NFC West is getting in. Like, they'll, right? They'll yeah, three. They'll get they're three. gonna get three teams. Yeah. So you just need one other. team. The Packers. Like, you have yeah, probably the so, so is it gonna be the Vikings? Is it gonna be? NFC East, no. I like Washington. Well, Washington has to. I think Washington's winning the division. Yeah, I did too. But Washington's winning the division. The Cowboys aren't gonna. That's that's my point. I mean, 
there's not there's not a lot of depth at NFC besides. So flex. I mean, there's there's. So are you? I think we're going to be looking at tiebreakers for mm-hmm. nine win teams. Oh, possibly could be nine. So if you think nine, I think or if 10, you win ten, I think you're you're probably. Gonna but win. what I'm saying is because there's it, NFC is so top heavy, you're looking at nine win teams possibly looking at tiebreakers to see who gets that last spot. Possibly. Okay. I mean, with a seventeen game season, it could be the, some ten win teams, but. But still, I know you know you're, yeah. you're right though. Is is there's going to be tiebreakers? I think in the end, um, the Falcons and the Panthers. Falcons at minus two forty to not make the playoffs, uh, and the Panthers minus two seventy five to not make the playoffs. And I, I would not bet either one. Um, there's just no. I don't think they make the playoffs, but there's no there's no return. There's not right. Um, for the conference, uh, the Bucks are at plus two seventy five. They are the favorites to win the NFC. It's not very close, and I don't. Again, I, I mean, I don't know how good you feel about the Bucks compared to the Packers, compared to the Rams, the Seahawks. That's probably who we're talking about here. Those four teams, I think. Well, I'll, I'll say this is winning, winning championships. Obviously, in back to back years. In, in any sport is, is tough. Winning, yeah. we talk about, you know, I do a lot of golf pods and I talk about how almost impossible it is to win two consecutive weeks in a row uh, on the PGA Tour. So you look at something like this is to go through a 17 game season, go through the playoffs and only plus 275, a $10 bet wins you $27.50. That's, yeah. that's just, that, that's, there's too many things that could go wrong at that point. And then like you talked about last, uh, last night on the NFC West pod, I think that's where, a lot of those teams, you know, you look at St. Louis, or I'm Jesus Christ, Los Angeles Rams, God. Los Angeles Rams. All right, Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams could, uh, you know, could end up making a run there, and then Seattle mm-hmm. with, you know, with with Russell Wilson. I mean, he seems that guy can be dealt the worst teams, and it seems like he'll win ten or it really comes ten or eleven games. It really comes down to. The one thing that will derail the Bucks is their age. So many of their that's, players that's are old. It's a longer season. It's fair. Um, I did see Bruce Arians. He really gave him a lot of rest uh, in the offseason. They started <clears throat> OTAs uh, later, and he really emphasized that. I'm just making a point. Right. No, it, 100%. You, you gave me that look like you're full of shit. <laughs> right. But preseason versus in-season is two For totally sure. different things. For sure. Um, and the question is, is, is he going to give them rest during the season. So that's where you could I could see Tampa Bay not winning the NFC or having the best record in the NFC because we don't need to and it's better for us to rest our players for a game at the end of the season or two because yeah, we sure. we know we already So I, I think what I'm hearing you say is they're not you wouldn't bet them at, at plus two seventy five. No, not at all. Compared to the field of the yeah. NFC to win the conference. No, not at it's all. Just not, there's not enough bang for your buck there. And there's too many variables still. Correct. Um, for the Super Bowl, the the Bucks are at plus six hundred. Um, you know, the, they're right behind the Chiefs, who are at plus five hundred. I, I think I feel the same way there. Probably. I mean, but if they're gonna, you know, if, if they're gonna make it there, there's, there's a good chance. But again, yeah, not many teams have won in in back to back years, so it's just that would that number is a little too low and, and would scare me off. And I, you know, I. I like them to win a lot of games, like I said, win the division, and you know they may advance pretty far in the playoffs. But there's just there's a lot of things that can go wrong there, and they're they're a couple injuries away. Let's get to props. 
Johnny and I are going to throw out some props, and Brandon's going to give us his his take on if that's going to happen or not. So, Johnny, give I me, love this. Johnny, give me your first one. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go. Remember, a seventeen game season, so we're going to have this game okay. here. <laughs> Don't forget that, Matt. Matt Ryan. I already forgot. Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan. You know, so he's got really he's got a couple good weapons, but you know, not much else around him there. He's going to have to probably throw it all day since he's got who's his who's his running back. It's Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Okay, yeah. so so the Mike Mike Davis and the Atlanta Falcons. So you got Matt Ryan over under twenty nine and a half touchdowns. Uh, it's still, juiced to under. So I the, the books that. the I, books think it's under. Yeah, I, I, I would go slightly over, and I'm gonna. Well, Brandon's thinking about this. I'm bringing up Matt Ryan's stats the last few years. I think it goes over. I think it goes over. What do you like there? I. I don't know if it's a good bet, but I think he goes over. I, I think it's going to go over just because I don't know who's going to be able to run the ball in the end zone. I mean, if, if Davis is out any significant time, I mean, they're going to have call guys off the street, and, you know, they're not going to score. Surprisingly, the last two years, Mike, Matt Ryan's thrown for 26 touchdowns each year. Ooh, so oh, he'd have to – so he, one more game. He's thrown for a lot of yards. But not as many touchdowns as you think. He did throw for thirty-five three years ago, yeah. but uh, it's been under the last couple of years. It's kind of a stay away bet for me. It, I, yeah, it could be. You just you just don't know. Um, we'll we'll alternate here. I'll stay with the Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley over twenty-two hundred forty-nine receiving yards. No plus one forty on that. Here's why I like it. Calvin Ridley's gonna if he stays healthy, he might catch a hundred passes and he might have fifteen hundred yards. Um, Kyle Pitts is basically, I mean, he's 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 gonna play as a receiver in this offense. I mean, he's not gonna be your traditional tight end. He's gonna be like a grunt guy catching a lot of balls. You get eight hundred yards out of him. Um, I, Ridley's gonna have to have to have a huge season for that yeah. to hit. Well, I mean, if you look at their numbers, Kyle Pitts, his over-under yardage for the season is 800 yards, and I think 1,350 is Ridley. So it kind of hits on that number there. But you just got to look at Pitts, though. Uh, is is he going to, you know, is he going to be required to block? Because you look at a lot of these tight ends of the past, you know, five, six, seven years, you know, a Waller, uh, Kelsey, uh, Noah Fan of Denver, um, Hawkinson in Detroit. They, they've kind of struggled over their first season there because they've had that uh, – Huge, huge, huge requirement of blocking, and you know when they, in college they could they could chip the the defensive end or the linebacker or whatever. But you know having to get these legit defensive ends that they've got to block, that, that's a lot of pressure there. And that's why you look at a lot of these guys; it takes them two to three seasons to develop. So that's why I'm 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 not going to go all in on Pitts' numbers, but while I do think he's going to be a great player eventually, that's fair. I, I concur. Like having watched two first round tight end picks. <laughs> Yeah, first year's not going to look as good as people want it to. That's fair. Um, that's, you know, Calvin Ridley. Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron. Drop him his pride. You guys like Hawkinson, though. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. like him a lot, yeah. 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 We just not Eric Ebron. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what is there to like? Um, by the way, that's plus 140, so that's that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But this is also, this is the kind of bets that I like to place. and. Mm-hmm. This is the this is how we. Yeah. He's more con- conservative, and I'm like I'm just I'm gonna go for it. I'll, I'll really go for it later when I get to. A couple I can't of wait. Uh, next for you, um, I wanted to look at. We'll go to Tam- Tampa Bay here. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, thirty six and a half 
touchdown passes. I have it written down as well. I have the under. That's a lot. I I love the under here. Yeah. I actually this is this is one I, I think I've already bet it, but if I if I haven't after the show, I'll end up betting it. Yeah, I saw minus one twenty five. Is that what you have? Juice to one twenty five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I love the the under. That's a, that's a lot of touchdown passes. He, yeah, he's going to be under thirty with. He's going to be thirty or around that thirty. Mark. Thirty to thirty-two. Um, with the running game and the way they emphasized running game last last year, that's where they're going to be. Yeah. So, so I also have the yardage on there, uh, forty-seven hundred and fifty passing Whoa. yards Whoa. under. Yeah, under. Yeah, I like. I think it's yeah. it's probably juice as well. I don't have the number on there, but I think he did throw for forty touchdowns last year. Yeah, I just I think this season is going to be. I think their their approach to season is going to be a little bit different. I do. I do too. Um, I don't have to mention that one. So my next one will be the Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, comeback player of the year, plus 800. Uh, the theory is here is he's competing against Joe Burrow. He's competing against Dak Prescott, who's already banged up. Burrow's going to get mauled again. Um, that team is going to be really bad. I think McCaffrey is... 1,600 total yards, double-digit touchdowns. He's going to have a big year. Tell me I'm wrong. Of those three players, you're not wrong. Um, unless somehow Burrow stays upright. If he stays upright he, and makes the whole season, he wins. Saquon Barkley is probably in the mix, too. He's at plus 700. I bet I bet Carson Wentz a little while ago before he had the foot the foot <laughs> injury. Can he get like a double comeback? That's what I'm there? hoping. I'm hoping that like the double will equal... like. Double the points or votes, but no, I, I never thought about the the McCaffrey. I mean, if he plays 14, 15 games at least, and average hits his average, and hits you know thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred yards, and catches all those passes, I like that bet. I, I didn't look, I didn't consider him as comeback player. But that's not even in my fun category yet. So, oh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's so, pretty fun. Wow. Go okay. Ahead. Next. So, uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, 945 rushing yards over under. What's the average? Over. He's been slightly over, but I just, I wonder how much they're going to, you know, they're going to give him the ball with, with the other mediocre running Tony backs. Jones. Tony Jones. Tony Jones. I think he's the second or third as well. So okay. he's not just the Tony Jones. I'll double up and you can think of it. I have Kamara over 1,500 total yards. 1,500 total yards? Minus 120. I like that. He'll go over because because of the receiving, and I think I think Jameis will still find him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If anything, that's I mean safety blanket. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't safety valve or it works. Security it's, blanket. It's okay. We all know safety, what you meant. Safety valve. Yeah. You ask a kindergartner, it's the same thing. That's <laughs> what I am. Basically. I wouldn't touch the rushing number, but I do like the I do like the combine though. Yeah, I see. I see them. I see them having to pass late in games, so. I wouldn't touch the rushing one either. Um, Sam Darnold. I have over 14 and a half interceptions. That's at plus 100. Plus money for 14 and a half interceptions? Well, it'd be, yeah, over 14 and a half. For even money? Yeah. I kind of really like that. I just, I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to throw it more than he, he needs to. And that's a lot of interceptions because you're looking at one of games. Guys throw less than they used to. Like in the Jake era, era twenty was twenty was gettable, but guys, <laughs> even the bad quarterbacks don't throw that many now. For some reason, it's just it's it, yeah, there's a lot right, of higher right. higher percentage throws. 
So he's going to be throwing the ball to McCaffrey, basically. No, he's got Robbie Anderson and, and DJ Moore. Moore. Those guys yeah. are... Those guys are human beings who can run routes and catch balls. They're, they're not. It's not their ability. I question. That's, <laughs> that's a, that's probably a stay away. It probably is. I'd probably I, lean over, but you're right though. Is is interceptions are just far more infrequent. I did. I also uh, added in their most picks in the league plus seven fifty as well. Full disclosure: I already bet Zach Wilson. I would say Zach Wilson. I think that's, I bet, that's yeah. a great. Great uh, bet. And Wilson was at plus 900. Um, but I think Darnold's got a chance as well. Yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, we'll go uh, Rob Gronkowski. Five reception touchdowns. Over. It's juiced to 130 on the under. <sighs> I think under. I like his – I really like his under five – Touchdown catches, and he's 495 yards, total yards for the season. I like the under on that one as well. I've already bet that. I just – they're not going to use him that much. Um, he wasn't used a, t- a ton. Last until, the end of the until the end of the season. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be the same thing as they're just – they don't they don't care what he does until – They're going to use him late 12. in the season, close games, and red zone situations. Yeah, when, when Brady needs a – When they need a touchdown. When he needs a first down, when he needs a touchdown, yeah. He's he's your guy, but yeah, I just expecting him to play 12, 13, 14 games. I think these days is true. I agree, but tough ask. The five touchdowns, I think he gets. Okay. I, he did have seven last year, um, but you know a lot of a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, um, including Cameron Braid. I like him at yeah, tight end as well. Scotty Miller. I mean, the guys mm-hmm. we're not even talking about. That's uh, a few touchdowns. I think that's close though. That's a good one. Um, I guess we're into my fun category. Um, uh, Calvin Ridley for the most receiving yards in the league, plus seven fifty. Uh, I guess I guess I love Calvin Ridley this season. I, I you, guess I hate the Falcons, but I love you. Him. Love some Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's got not much else to throw it to other than other than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, it, it's tough because there's so many guys in the league that could lead the league in, in receiving. Yeah. Um, I even look at like a dark horse like CeeDee Lamb for the Cowboys. Like I think he yeah. could go nuts. Um, I look at Allen Robinson for the Bears. I'm just messing with you guys. <laughs> I'm just messing Jesus. with you. I just wanted to see I the thought look this on was, face. I thought this was a... I'm like, nah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. Like, it's, it, it always concerns me in like in fantasy football and in embedding these props. If you look at these good players on bad teams because whether they emotionally tune out or the offensive line is bad, I mean, Ryan could get killed. And then you've got Felipe Franks leading him to... to or lead. Josh Rosen. Rosen is probably more likely. But, <laughs> yeah. but you never know. Yeah, I mean, the first round pick. Whatever. But yeah. I, it's probably... That's a, that's a stay away from me, but I, I can see him getting... Probably is for me, too. A shitload of yards. He's a he's, he's favorite. He's the favorite? He's the favorite. Justin Jefferson second in Diggs Ooh, and like, Tyreek Ryan. I like Jefferson on that bet. You trust in Kirk Cousins to help you lead lead the way on that I league? think he'll throw for a bunch of yards. And yeah, Kirk Cousins just, sucks as a human being. He is the worst. No, but he's arguing that point, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Any others for you? Um, The only other one... And I don't have the number with me here. Was was Kyle Pitts as rookie of the year? I know a lot of times. I think I got him at eleven hundred. I bet him 
several weeks ago. Um, plus eleven hundred, I believe, is what it was. Plus a thousand right now. There you, go. you know these quarterbacks. I, you know we. It's not. You know, it, it's it's not the class that I think last year had where these guys are getting. Um, you know, the only other guy who I actually like is is Fields, but uh, you know who I like there. Of course, I like down the board plus two thousand Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, yeah. So Jalen Waddle is going to return punts. He's going to return kicks. Um, all indications in training camp, he's awesome. He's been great. Injury is is you know he's coming off an injury last year at Bama, but he was the, he was the best. Receiver. He was he was the best receiver, and then he got hurt, and then uh, you know Devontae Smith took over. But I like I just I, I look for the numbers and I I go there with the the potential. What's the ceiling on Jalen Waddle? He, he's got good value. So maybe he's that far down the court. But yeah, Pitts has a really good chance. Um, I, I think again, Hall of Fame talent. I feel like we've said that with like three or four yeah, guys in this draft. Like, Panay Sewell. This, this yeah, you said By the way, has Sewell looked bad? Yeah, he's yeah. he's I've heard this and he, I was like, what? He struggled he looked adjusting to right tackle. But he, he'll be fine. He's a rookie who sat out last year. So he's had a year off of football. Okay. And switched sides of the line. He'll be fine. And he shows all of that. He'll be fine. It'll be fine. Guys, this is my last one. Jameis Winston to lead the league in passing yards. Plus 2,500. No. No. I I, I established earlier they're going to run the ball and win with defense. So he he could – I mean, that's a guy, if you just turn him loose, he could do it. I mean – I think he does it. (laughs) Plus 20 – I've I've convinced you. Yeah. 100 bucks wins 2,500. There you go, Brandon. Take it. Hell Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've convinced him. I would place that bet. <laughs> uh, Johnny's—he's gonna be. I can't do this. Can't, can't handle that. <laughs> I leave the pod. He's already go. went over five thousand yards previously. Yeah, much I, different I, I, situation. You—you you just said they're gonna—you're gonna win. Wait, hang on. Hang on. They're gonna win ten games, make the playoffs with Jameis throwing it all over the field. Sounds like he might be MVP as well. No. Oh Didn't say they're touchdowns, just said yards, right? Eating W's and eating MVPs. Jameis for MVP plus four thousand. <laughs> okay, same odds as Christian McCaffrey. It's not a bad ten dollars bet. <laughs> <laughs> All in on Jameis. All in. Uh, anything else from from a betting standpoint for you, Johnny? No, I I, I think. Uh, you know, like like we've established here, that uh, you know Tampa Bay is obviously the, the the cream of the crop in, in the division and probably in the conference. And I think these other teams, um, especially with New Orleans and Carolina, they they seem to be, on, you know, on the uptick. But I don't think twenty twenty one is going to be a very good season for either one of them or any any of the three bottom teams. So I think uh, if you're looking at numbers and and, and odds and everything like that. You know, tend to fade those teams there because I, I just I, I don't like how their their current roster is is uh, constructed for this year. But hopefully, you know, for their sake, could be better next year. Let's be honest. We made this division sound a lot more exciting than it probably will be. Oh, we did. This was. I mean, we did a we did a service to the NFC South because yeah. it's not going to be that fun to watch. No, no, no. Unless you have certain fantasy players on certain teams. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a rooting interest, or if you have a bet on you know the Saints to cover fourteen and a half against the Bucks. Yep. Uh, or Kelvin Ridley to or, 
Catch or, passes from somebody. Or if you have a $100 bet on Jameis Winston to, to throw for a shit ton of yards. There you go. <laughs> I can't imagine living my life like that. Uh, it's fun. Give it a try. Give it a shot. Uh, that, I guess that's going to wrap it. Uh, Brandon, Johnny, this was this was good. Uh, brought the, the live energy, so appreciate it, guys. Yep, thanks for having me on for the, for the episode here. Good luck to everybody on their bets. Thanks for having me back. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for that, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Your Best Bets. Uh, three episodes next week to close out this exhausting series of divisional previews that I got myself in. <laughs> <laughs>